This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. It's been a while since we've been together on a podcast, but we're back to talk about the Titans' absolute slaughter of the Dolphins. Uh, But before we do that, tell everyone how they can support the show. It's simple. Go check out our merch. Go to titans-time.myshopify.com dot com slash collections slash all it'll take you to everything hoodies t-shirts long sleeve shirts phone cases stickers beanies you name it we may have it or if we don't have it let us know and we'll get it on there if we can also if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast whether it be on stitcher spotify apple podcast make sure you're following the podcast leave us that five star rating leave us some comments questions You're going to hear me say this a lot, but we love that interaction. We want more interaction from our fans. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. That subscribe button, is it red? If so, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you like the video, hit that thumbs up and actually leave a like. That helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans, Dolphins fans, you may want to turn this video off because it's just going to open old wounds for you. And, you know, Titans kept your team from making the playoffs. We'll dive into that a little bit more. But leave us some comments on this video. Let us know your thoughts on this game, how it went, what you thought went right for the Titans, what you thought went wrong for the Dolphins, whatever. Just let us know. You can also and should also follow us on social media on Twitter, Titans underscore time, on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and on Facebook, Titans Time. All right, let's get into talking about this game a little bit, Tyler. Um, I just want to, for one, lay it out there. Um, for Well, first, the score. Um, Titans 34, Dolphins 3. It wasn't a good day for to be a Dolphin. wasn't a good day to be a Dolphin at all. Um, the, the fans were definitely not up. No, they weren't. Uh, they couldn't get anything going offensively and... Although the Titans, you know, really, really tried to, like, not have a passing game. They were just running everywhere, so it didn't matter. Yeah, and really to start the game out, for the most part in this video, I'm going to be positive. But starting out, the Titans play calling to start the game, I just didn't feel like was that good. And even then, some of the plays that I did like, there was just Tannehill was off a little bit with his receivers couldn't connect there were a couple passes to AJ where AJ was open Tannehill was just off on his throws and one play that really sticks out to me I can't remember if it was on the Titans first or second drive 
but the Titans are down to third and one or third and inches. And I'm like, okay, you're finally getting a little momentum going. You have a six foot five quarterback. You're third and less than a yard. Let him sneak it. Just get the first down. Don't, because at that time the Dolphins were containing the Titans run decently. I'm like, just don't do anything. Don't hand it to your running back who's five yards behind the quarterback. Just do a sneak. Get the first down. Get that momentum rolling. Nope. They call a run play. The middle of the Titans line opens up, and one of the Dolphins linebackers is right there waiting on Foreman, wraps him up, loses like two yards on the play, stops the Titans' drive. Well, and Tannehill is, I would say, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league at doing that sneak. I mean, he's athletic. Like you said, he's big. And to me, I mean, I don't have any evidence to back this up, but just from what it seems like to me, he gets that sneak. He gets the amount that he needs more times than not. I mean, well, I you mean, really don't see him fail almost very often. If you think about it, there, I'm not saying it can't happen where the defense stops a bigger quarterback like that because we've seen going back to the Bills game when the Titans played them. Josh Allen, he's a big quarterback, but he ran into a big wall of Jeffrey Simmons, and that stopped him. But most of the time with those bigger quarterbacks – like that, you can run that sneak and usually pick up one or two yards. The sneak, it's really effective, honestly, and it's hard to stop because it, there's just it's so quick. And right. just that initial push that the offensive line gets and the fact that you know the quarterback's not dropping back to hand it off to a running back. So there's really no time for anything to develop up front. It's kind of just that initial push they go, and that's why it's so effective. And like Literally, I don't think there is any reason on like a anything inches if they're measuring the um uh, the whatever you got to get to get a first down <laughs> the distance if they're measuring the distance in inches there's no reason you shouldn't sneak it in exactly. my opinion that's what I was gonna throw out unless if, your quarterback is like made of glass if it's a like full yard that you have to get. Okay, then you maybe start thinking about it a little bit more. You're like, I'm going to hand it to my big running back and let him try and push forward for it. But again, like you said, if you're talking about third and inches or third and half a yard or whatever down it is in a half a yard, let him let the quarterback snake it. Because Absolutely. I mean, there's, like, I, I recall the past couple of weeks, I've seen a couple of plays where it's like two yards to go until the first down. And it might only be third down. And so they know they, they're probably going to take two chances there. And they sneak it for two yards and they get the first down. And I've seen that just, I want to say, a, a couple of times in well, just the past few weeks. There's been a couple of times over the last couple of weeks where it's been third and less than a yard or fourth and less than a yard. And I'm like, quarterback sneak. Ryan Tannehill, 6'5", quarterback sneak. He can get it. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, anyways, um, yeah, it, it's super effective, and I think it should be utilized more than it is. Um, but I mean, obviously, it didn't hurt him here in this case because the the Dolphins just could not put up points at all. And I want to ask you because I know that it was wet and it was cold, and you might not have been able to experience that, say, to the level of the guys on the field. But you were there. 
Do you think that the weather had an impact on the Dolphins considering where they come from? Because you have to think they are used to playing in Miami where it's always warm, not really that type of cold, rainy day very often, I would say. And they're just used to always playing in great weather conditions. So I'm going to say that I don't think it's always great weather conditions down there. I get where you're going with it of, you know, you may not be dealing with a colder day where it's raining and everything, but, you know, the weather can play a factor in games, but that also goes back to, you know, and not taking a shot at the Dolphins coaches or anything, but it comes back to coaching, really, when you think about it, because if a team has time for time to prepare for the game, they see the forecast, they know that it's going to be cold or that the ball's going to be real slippery, whatever. Usually the coaches will prepare their team for that by either, you know, spraying the ball down, getting it real wet with a water hose. You know, we've even heard of coaches before putting balls in like ice and everything to make the ball harder for colder games you know getting the players used to that so you know it comes back to preparing on the dolphin side and you know you could sometimes make the argument that the titans don't play that good in bad weather but they had a good game i honestly i was more concerned about the field going into this game because of the music city bowl that had been played a couple days before and you're watching guys out there slipping, everything else, and I'm like, this is not going to be good come Sunday. But you really didn't see that many guys falling or anything. Like you said, I, I mean, obviously the weather did have some type of impact on Tua because he went to throw the ball one time and the ball just wasn't there <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I ask that is because there has been some studies uh, that – it's kind of controversial, I guess. Some people kind of agree with it. Some people don't. But when a team goes to, I guess you could say, the opposite weather condition of what they're used to, what they practice in. Uh, for example, Miami going and playing, we'll use a more extreme example and say like New England in the middle of December or same thing, New England going and playing in Miami during one of the hottest months of the, the NFL season. You know, does that team underperform? And it's kind of iffy like you know if you want to make it look like that then you you can make the the statistics kind of kind of look like that does happen or you can also kind of flip it the other way but i just wanted to see what you thought about that in this specific situation but i mean obviously with a wet football it kind of affects both teams i mean you see it all the time you saw it in you know what was going to be the game of the year tom brady um going back to play the Patriots, and they had terrible weather conditions. The game just sucked. So, I mean, I, don't know, I guess you couldn't say it sucked, but as far as what you thought the game was going to be, it wasn't that. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm going to say this. The Titans didn't seem to really have any trouble with the ball. The Tua had a lot of missed throws, but I don't know that it had anything to do with the weather or the football being wet, anything. I'll be honest, and I've said this to several people, you know, a guy I work with, he's a big Alabama fan, and we've talked about Tua quite a bit. I just don't think Tua's that good. Like, I don't know. I think Tua has a lot of potential, 
I, I, but I, I really, I think the jury's still out for me on how I feel I, about him. I, as of right now, and I said this in the preview video, you know, we said this about Baker last year before the Titans played the Browns, and in that game, he showed us something different. But now this year, he's kind of reverted back to old ways. Show me something different from what I'm thinking. You know, show me that you're actually a good quarterback. Tua come into this game with, I think, the highest completion percentage. I still didn't think that he was that good. And he, in this game, I think he had less than a 50% completion percentage. It was like 40 yeah, he didn't something. He played great at all. And, you know, he was missing easy throws that he should have hit. And I will say, as far as the weather having an impact on the Dolphins' offense, I don't think that was as much as it was the Titans' defense just was winning. I mean, you had Tua running for his life because Bud Dupree was getting back there. Yeah, after they, him. they played a great game, and especially um, that defensive line. I mean, they, they played really, really good. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's just sometimes this, uh, this Dolphins team – even though they've been on a run, I don't know. Sometimes their offense just really can't get anything together, and the Titans obviously just kind of put a clamp on them and just completely, just slowly choked the life out of them because it was it was hard to watch at times, honestly. I mean, it was great <laughs> as a Titans fan because you're like, they're absolutely killing them. But then at the same time, you're just like, they really can't well, do anything. And I think we can honestly say this now. The Dolphins coming into this game were riding a seven-game win streak. But, you know, wasn't trying to take any, anything away from it before the game. Now we can say, though, looking back at it, look at the teams that they beat. I mean, it wasn't like they were going up against, you know, the best of the best, per se. Yes, NFL, anything can happen. A couple of the teams that they beat have beat the Titans this year, but... You know, their most notable win was the Ravens when the Ravens were pretty hot. Other than that, they really weren't playing anybody. And they ran into what I consider the top team in the AFC in the Titans. And the Titans were, you know, when you put Miami up against an actual contender, you've seen what happened. Yeah, I mean, the the truth about it is is that the Dolphins are just not there yet. Don't get me wrong. They're a young team with a lot of guys that could potentially blossom into something. But right now, they weren't a team that deserved to be in the playoffs. I think you agree with that. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, I mean, the major story coming out of this is, and sorry to cut you off there, the major story coming out of this is the Titans, although they have been completely banged up, and, I mean, I would say that they just made it these past couple weeks out of what has been like their worst stretch as far as being injured and beaten up. They made it through that stretch and they still have a shot to get the number one seed, get that bye week. And now they're starting to get healthy. Now they're starting to get to the point where they can get all these guys back and they can capitalize on the position that they put themselves in. You're right. And it's just, we forgot to mention this earlier, and I can't believe I let this slide, but the Titans are back-to-back AFC South champions. Yeah, I don't know how, how we left that out, but I it, mean, that's important to note. The 
for the franchise the first time since going back to like the 1960s. Over 60 years were difference from where they've won back-to-back division titles. But, I mean, the work's not done. This game against Miami was huge. Job's not finished. A- that's right. They they did what they needed to do. They won this game, which won them the AFC South. And you expect but, this, right? I mean, right. Titans win the AFC South. Like, we are past the point of, are the Titans going to win the AFC South? Are they going to be able to beat out the Colts? Like, it's the time now for the Titans to be what the Colts were during the Peyton Manning era. It's time to just expect it. Yes, I, I agree. And But even if the Titans would have lost this game, the Colts lost to the Raiders. So that would have won the AFC South for the Titans. But I prefer them winning this game and seeing the Colts losing. It's so funny because Colts fans were all over you before the season in our AFC South breakdown when we said the Titans were going to win the South. And we said, you said the Colts were going to win eight or nine games. I gave them 10 or 11. And Colts fans were coming for your head. And you look at it right now, they have nine wins. They they play Jacksonville this next week in Jacksonville where they haven't won since 2014. So I'm just, I'm going to be honest, I'm being selfish. I hope the Colts lose just so you are right on that. And all those Colts fans that were jumping down your throat have to eat crow. And that's on having realistic expectations. I mean, (laughs) you got to, even, even before the season, even when optimism is at its highest, you have to be realistic and say, we have Carson Wentz at quarterback max 10 wins already right there (laughs) and then you go down from there i I like how you say max 10 wins now since (laughs) if they win this next week that's that's all they can get to but getting back to the titans it was important for them to win this game not only to win the afc south but it keeps them right there in the mix as you mentioned for the number one seed possibly getting that by they're the front runner for the number one seed i mean and the Bengals did help the titans out they beat the Chiefs, which moved in a great game. Oh yeah, I I didn't get to watch it, but I, I I hate I hate I hate right now Jamar Chase because if it wasn't for him, and I'm not going to be one of those guys really where it bothers me that much. So and so cost me, you know, making it to the fantasy championship, but the dude in our league put up sixty points. The guy that I lost to beat me by. 30 points. If Jamar Chase has a normal receiving day, <laughs> I'm making it to the championship. You're right. But, uh, but either was, way. It was crazy. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Got You heard Nissan Stadium erupt after that happened, after the Bengals kicked that field goal, because it moved the Titans back up to the number one seed in the AFC. And all the Titans have to do this next week, and we'll dive into that more when we record our game preview, win. And you have the number one seed, and the road to the Super Bowl goes through Nashville. And you get Derrick Henry a little bit more time. That's someone else we'll talk about a little bit more on our game preview. But right quick before we jump back into talking about this Dolphins game, because there are certain things that I want to hit on in it. 
Let's jump into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And here's one, and I believe you had this one last week, but here's one that can be for hockey fans, but it can also be basically for anyone because they are giving out free money here if you're a new user for DraftKings. And it's absolutely a no-brainer. All you have to do is hope that just one shot ends up in the net, just one goal in hockey. And you might think, well, you know, there's – I mean, there's not a lot of scoring in hockey, so that's <laughs> that's kind of maybe a little bit risky. Well, there's no way in the NHL for there to be any ties. So somebody's got to score, and you've got to win if you bet this. If sportsbook's not available in your state, don't worry. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And, you know, I did have that ad read last week, and... Stupid me, I, I will admit. I'm like, hey, I don't know much about hockey. And then later on in that ad read, it says that the NH, the NHL made it to where the games can't end in a tie. You don't have to know so much about hockey. Y- you, you don't have to know much. Just throw down money on any team. I believe it was a dollar, correct? Yeah, bet a dollar, and, win 100 in free bets. For new customers. So definitely don't want to miss out on that. Like he said, use promo code TPPN. And could be a great start to your sports betting career. It could be. And obviously, don't always listen to what we say as far as what we're putting our money on because this is not betting advice at all. And because going into this game, Tanner, you were 8 of 24, and I was just a hair over 50%. I was 13 of 24. Now, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You were sick whenever we were putting all this together. That's what I'm putting this one up to. So you didn't really feel like getting on the DraftKings app and looking to see what bets were on there, what you could put your money on. So you just told me, hey, give me Waddle anytime touchdown score and Julio anytime touchdown score. I checked with you trying to give you another chance in case Julio wasn't able to play and he wasn't able to. You said, okay, give me AJ anytime score. Wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> it, it it didn't matter either way because neither one of those hit. Obviously, you can tell by the three points Miami put up. They yep. didn't have a single touchdown. And the two bets that I threw out there were Swaim over 16 and a half receiving yards. He had nine. I Scored just, a touchdown. Yeah, he did. I needed Tannehill to just go to him just a little bit more. But I also said, looking through there, you know Miami has the had the number seven ranked rush defense. They had Foreman at forty nine and a half yards over or under. Man, I, that that over is looking good. So I took the over on that, and Foreman finished with I believe it was a hundred and thirty two yards. So that ends up moving me up to fourteen of twenty six, and you are still sitting. Well, now you're at 8 of 26. Only, hopefully, maybe like four more weeks for the Titans. 
Uh, I'm trying to figure it up for sure. Yeah, three playoff games is what we want for them. Divisional round, AFC Championship, Super Bowl. And then this next week, so that makes four weeks. I'm getting out of range. You're getting slowly. You're getting there. So if you're going to make a comeback, you're going to have to be like perfect over the the rest of the season, and you're going to have to hope that I miss some. So you're going to have to step up your game. I'm I'm beginning to think that it's not going to happen, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Um, Now, before we dive back into this game too much more, I do want to give a shout-out to my wife because of her bold prediction. Oh, so close. She she basically done a three-leg parlay here for her bold prediction. She said that the Dolphins to lose a fumble, Foreman 150 rushing yards, and Tua to throw a pick. The Dolphins lost a fumble because of Tua. Trying to throw the ball, the ball just wasn't there anymore. Tua threw a pick late in the game to David Long. And Foreman, she just needed 18 more rushing yards, and she would have had it. I do have to give it to Chester Taylor because, you know, I gave him this bold prediction since the Dolphins had the number seven ranked rush defense. He said Foreman over 90 rushing yards and a touchdown. He hit that. So got to give him credit there. But, yeah, uh, that three-legger almost hit for It's impressive to be that close. It it really is. And I really thought he was going to hit it. And then, of course, he got taken out of the game. Titans were up so much. No need in risking him getting hurt, anything like that. But diving back into this game, you mentioned it. Swaim had a touchdown. And it was the first touchdown of the game. And it's just, it's one of those plays the Titans run when they get down close to the red zone. They've been starting to kill you with the run a little bit. They do that little play action, just have him ease out there like he's going to block. All of a sudden, he's turning around in the end zone wide open. Easy throw for Tannehill. Then Titans are able to get the ball back after slowing Miami down, drive down the field, Randy Bullock, field goal. Dolphins finally get on the board with their only points of the day. And, you know, it was a 39-yard field goal. The one I want to talk about here, Foreman had started getting his mojo about him. He was he was starting to break through the line. You'd see him. He doesn't have, and we've talked about this, he doesn't have that Derrick Henry breakaway speed. But you can see coming through the line, he is very comparable to Derrick Henry because he's getting hit at like one or two yards and then all of a sudden he's still picking up five or six yards. You know, he's he's fighting through it. And each week I feel like he's gotten better and better for the most part. As long as he can hold on to the ball. You know, he's when the Titans <coughs> picked him up, he had been sitting on the couch. So he's getting back into where he's seeing what hole he needs to hit better. And his touchdown run that he had, I actually got a video of it. We'll pop it up on the screen. You see him start running towards the line, and he kind of disappears for a minute. He's he's bouncing around. All of a sudden, you see him come out the other side of the line and just beelines it right for the end zone. 
no one touches him or no one can catch him at that point. And, you know, crowd's going crazy at that point. Titans are going up 17 to three. And that's what takes them into halftime. That, that lead there. Now coming out of halftime, third quarter wasn't really that eventful. Um, I do remember one play to Hilliard. I can't remember if it was in the third or fourth quarter, but it was a screen pass to him where he had Lewan out in front of him. The dude turned on the Jets, and he would have been down to like the two-yard line, roughly, because he did step out around there. But the refs threw a flag on Chester Rogers and called it, – it was a – I don't know if it was a blindside block, a block Blinds, in the back. A legal blindside block. But that, I, I don't know about that call. It I, was I wanna, iffy. I mean, you can make a case that they could have called it, but <clears throat> if if they call that one, then there's probably, you know, five to ten others that also have to be called throughout the course of the, the NFL week. Yeah, I mean, it, which granted... You know, I don't know that the block was even necessary. I don't think that dude was catching Hilliard. No, he wasn't. Um, and it would have set up another Titans score for sure. Like, I have no doubt they probably would have scored a touchdown down that close. And after that, you know, like I said, the, the third quarter just there wasn't that much going on. Did end up getting a Ferkser touchdown. Wide I, open. I haven't seen many of those. Then Randy Bullock, another field goal. And just the the cherry on top, since that long play had gotten taken away from him, you have Hilliard breaking off a 39-yard touchdown run. And when he busted through the line, you know, no one was touching him. There was no no <laughs> I mean, question that he was getting yeah, like in no, the Yeah, like no one was catching him. And it, it kind of made up for that. I know at that point, Carrie was going crazy. I think she thought it was Foreman at the time and that he had hit, you know, that 150, had to break it to her. No, that was that was Hilliard. Foreman sitting at 132 yards. But Foreman did have a couple of big runs. And like I said, he bust through the line and he got run down on one of them. And, you know, those are that's just one of the plays where I'm looking at it like, if that's Derrick Henry, the dude's not – catching him yeah. <laughs> like the the dude's not touching him anymore but Foreman learned from his mistake when he takes off for that long run he kept that ball high and tight and was not going to fumble it yeah because I mean you just you can't let that happen like if, no. you, if you're a guy that is consistently busting long runs and then getting the ball hit out like that's a career killer nobody yeah. nobody even wants because you get all excited and then it's just like okay well he fumbled it so it doesn't matter <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, all in all, completely lopsided game here. Um, and I think the success in the run game is a sign of good things to come for when Derrick Henry comes back and he's completely healthy because, uh, I mean, obviously holes are being opened up and these running backs, which were guys that, you know, weren't even on NFL rosters, are having huge games. I mean, anytime for any running back, really 132 yards in a game is, is great. And then, you know, you've got Foreman doing that. You've got Hilliard breaking these long runs. So, I mean, imagine what Henry's going to be able to do whenever he comes back and he should be ready to go. 
He should be. And we'll go ahead and hit on this because we're recording this episode a little bit later. But Henry's been designated to return from IR as of today, which is Wednesday. And, you know, I've seen some of the videos from him in practice. He's he's looking good, bigger than ever. And, you know, it's you, you think about it, this backfield, you have Henry, who's a big bruising back. I mean, he's, like I said, usually he gets hit at the line, sometimes behind the line, and he still gains five, six yards. He comes out of the game now. you got to deal with Foreman, who's another big back. Time these teams, times by the time they get to the fourth quarter facing teams, the defense is going to be so tired and banged up from having to hit these two guys, they're not going to want, want to hit anybody. Yeah. And you really have to think about who's going to be the odd man out now because you have Henry coming back. Granted, he's not counting towards the 53 yet. You have Foreman. You have Hilliard. You have McNichols. I don't believe you can let McNichols go. I think that probably Hilliard will be the odd man out. Uh, McNichols is just too valuable well, in the past game. But see, that's the thing. McNichols hasn't even, you know, he hasn't been out there as much. You know, Hilliard's kind of been getting some of those. That, that's what I'm saying. It I, It's between those two guys, though. I think that McNichols is a better pass catcher than Hilliard is, just like I think Hilliard's a better runner than McNichols is. So I thought that it was fitting for Hilliard to be, you know, kind of that second guy when Henry's not there because you have Foreman and then you can have Hilliard that kind of falls in right behind him. He can pick up some of the carries. And then he can also kind of service as as a guy that can catch the ball too. Once Henry comes back and then you have Henry and then you have Foreman, I feel like McNichols fits better into that role. I could be wrong though. It, I mean, it's literally a toss-up because those third and long situations you have – Hilliard, who's proved he can take that draw play to the house, but also he can do what McNichols does in, okay, you're going to run the screen, get it to him, and Hilliard's got more speed than McNichols, so he can possibly pick up more yards. I mean, again, it's it's really going to be a toss-up. And I did go back and find what drive it was on where the Titans got that illegal blindside block called on them. So, if the the Titans really could have put this game away, I mean, knowing what we know now, it was already put away at halftime, but they really could have put it away their first drive after halftime because that's when that penalty happened. So, they had potential to score on the first drive of the second half, and that would have made it 24-3 to to start out the third quarter. So that would have for sure been like nail and coffin done. But either way, it didn't really affect the game too much. Yeah, uh, just a quick yes or no answer. I know we'll talk about this more um, for in our next episode, but just a quick yes or no answer uh, just for the people listening still at this point. Is there a chance that Derrick Henry gets activated for the Texans game? Not to necessarily play a huge role, but just begin to get his legs under him going into the playoffs. And to maybe help clinch the one seed. 
see you're making this hard on me because saying just yes or no answer because I want to explain my answer. Um, I'm going to say no. And if you want my reasoning for that, you'll have to tune in to our next episode. That, there you that, go. Because I, I'm going to say no. What's your answer on that? Um, I personally don't know, but I'm going to go with you and say no. All right. And again, we can ex- we can expand on that on our next or in our next episode. And I just have to say, hey, 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 going back to that call, surely you did not forget it. Uh, okay, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> I, just, I know what you're talking about. That was one of I, the... I had completely forgot about that until you... That was one of the funniest moments I have, I think, ever seen for a call being made, or even in an NFL game in general. And, like, even in the stadium, he does that, and you just hear the crowd... Say, hey, that was back. like pretty out of pocket. Like <laughs> refs are typically pretty like there's you can you know pretty like standard yeah, what they're like, gonna say. Th- this is my job. I'm not gonna do anything out of yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just hitting you with a hey, hey, hey. Yeah, he's like, Hey Listen to me. <laughs> I don't know if it was just to get the crowd's attention or I have no idea what. But I mean, because I believe that was on a pass interference call on the Dolphins. And you know, you could hear the crowd because it was Definitely pass interference, and the crowd was letting the refs hear it. And I don't know if he was just doing that to be like, "Hey, y'all, calm down." He's like, "Hey, we, I'm calling it, you little yeah. shit." <laughs> like we we seen it. <laughs> so, but that's all that I've got. I don't know if you have anything else uh, for this episode. The only other thing I'm going to say is, man, it just it feels great back to back AFC South champions. I have my. I've already ordered the shirt and the hat. I figured they're, that you had. <laughs> they're, they're on the way. Now I just need the Titans to make it to the AFC championship game, win that game so I can get that merch, and then go to the Super Bowl and win that so I can get that Titans Super Bowl merch. I mean, that that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, I mean, that's the only – at the at the end of the day, that's the only one worth having. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you want the Super Bowl. Yes. The, the AFC South, you know, champions, that's great. AFC champions, that's great. It just looks better when it says Super Bowl. It, it, it does. And I want to ask you right quick. Have you seen the uh, Dolphins guy on uh, TikTok? No. All, all the videos of him. Dude, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny. I haven't seen it. I'll have, to, I'll have to see if I can find it. But anyways, that's all I've got. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you tune in to the next episode where we'll talk about the Titans and Texans game. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.